many things to be balanced. This here podcast is for a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You never know, we might be talking about spirituality and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you do to get your money, be it working somewhere, be it running your own thing, be it having a side hustle, it's all good over here. We are getting organized, we are handling our time management better, and we are having fun through it all. Because over here, it's all love, all light, and good vibes only. So, if you are interested in living, laughing, and learning, growing, and glowing, drinking your water, and minding your own business, this is the perfect place for you. Hi, I'm Tiff, and welcome to the Life Unscripted Podcast. Building a brand and operating a business can get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, there's a million things to do and you only have two hands, but not to fret. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I want to share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. So many of us have heard of the great resignation and many of us have also become aware of people around us might be you that um, has launched your own small business And I want to make sure that I am helping you guys to be equipped with what you need to be successful um, as you go on these journeys. So what we're going to do is to have a small series where I'll be highlighting some of my favorite tools that I use that helps me to run my brand, my businesses a little bit easier. Um, As you know, I recently uh, published a few books and rolled out some new programs um, that will also help you guys um, in your ventures. But going through the process of writing and publishing the books and rolling out the online programming and some of the other tools and resources that I have available to you, I came across some amazing tools that I fell in love with. So I want to introduce them to you. So one by one, as we do this series, I'm going to highlight one category at a time. Just give you a brief um, synopsis and explanation for why I think you should give this particular category of tools and resources um, a try. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming right up.
Hi, friends, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the Life Unscripted Podcast by Organized Energy. I am your girl, Tiff, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. For those of you all who are not familiar with me, or maybe this is your first time um, catching us on any of our platforms, um, a quick introduction of myself. I am an author, and I'm a podcaster. And what I love to do is to help people tell their stories. So I enjoy helping you to launch your own podcast or help you publish your own book. Um, and, and so that's my passion is, is trying to help you get those things going because I feel like everybody has a story to tell or a brand to build. And you can achieve all of that through podcasting and writing a book. Um, but none of that is important today as far as my story. I'm here to tell someone else's or to hear someone else's. And so in honor of it being Black History Month, I decided that I wanted to spotlight a few of amazing African-Americans that I know of that are doing incredible work um, in their local or global community. And so with that being said, Mr. Kendall Harris of the Triangle um, YMCA is joining us today. Um, I am familiar with Mr. Kendall because he has uh, mentored my baby. My son uh, was a part of the Black Achievers program that uh, Kendall is, uh, he oversees. And so I know the work that he does and he is very passionate about it. So I wanted to definitely make sure that we were gonna spotlight him. And so he's here today to tell us more about um, the initiatives that he he's part of and, uh, and just kind of give us some more um, background information about him uh, as a, uh -oh. So Kendall, welcome and thank you for being here today. Um, so I gave a brief introduction, uh, but I know that you, you, can, you can tell about yourself more than I can and better than I can. So why don't you let us know who you are and what it is that you do? Good. First of all, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, one. Uh, two, it's always good to see people that look like me that are doing great things. And so I, I appreciate the intro and appreciate the work uh, that you're doing. Uh, again, my name is Kendall Harris. Um, I am originally from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I grew up in the Oakland uh, area, which is by Cameron Village. Uh, there's a lot of historic events there, but I grew up in that area all my life. Um, graduated from Broughton High School in 1988, and I attended Appalachian State University, uh, and I graduated there in 93. Uh, prior to that, um, I have a daughter that's 21. Um, I've been with the YMCA here in the Triangle area for 24 years. I uh, started with the Y in 1997. Um, and now I was running programs with, uh, in communities, uh, with families, uh, children, camps, after school care. And now um, I started the, uh, it's called the, the, started out of Black Achievers, then the Y Achievers, and now it's called the Clarence E. Light and the Y Achievers program. I did that for 21 out of the 24 years, and I just got promoted about seven, eight months ago. I am now the Senior Director of Equity Advancement, so I'm doing a lot of work around uh, racial equity, not diversity. I think when we talk about diversity, those are safe words. I think folks really understanding what racial equity is and how we dismantle systems, uh, and then how do we strive to be an anti-racist society, um, and so uh, I'm doing that work. I'm pushing that agenda through a YMCA. Uh, they created the department uh, about seven months ago, and to be a part of the department um, has been a blessing. I now just hired someone last seven months to run 
the Light and the Wide Achievers program. So that's who I am in a nutshell. You are, I, you know, I now that part and the last piece, I, I did not know. Hmm. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited for you. And, and hmm. what I really love about it is the fact that you said they created that department. Yeah. And I love the terminology that you're using. I like it that you, that you said, because uh, diversity is a safe word. That's right. And I like it that you hit it hard when you said racial equity, because Absolutely. diversity uh, certainly can encompass a lot of, uh, of moving parts, a lot of components. Anything can be diversity, you know, because we have physical handicaps, we have mental disabilities and physical disabilities and, and um, so many other things, obviously, you know, that can go into diversity. And Absolutely. so when you um, pinpoint it and you're very specific, not just diversity, because that's broad, but to be very, getting a narrow lane, racial equity, I, um, I applaud you and I congratulate you for that. Uh, that is just phenomenal. Thank you. Um, what got you involved with um, working with the Y in the first place? Kind of what was the path and the journey there? You know, that, that's a great question. I'm always asked that question. I, who ever thought that I'd have been with the Y 24 years, right? Um, you know, it's crazy growing up. Uh, so we understand the history. The Y was not designed for people of color and it wasn't designed for women either. It was founded for evangelical white men. Uh, back in the days, uh, there was a, a Y on Hillsborough Street. Um, and, you know, one, I, one, if I did want to go to the Y, I couldn't afford to go. One, so we'd be truthful about that. Two, uh, I had a group of friends that were parents, that were members of the Y. We used to, you know, we used to, well, they were members. I ain't gonna say I broke into the Y, I didn't break in. I used to go out there and play basketball and yeah. branch exempt would allow us to play basketball. But that, I, I was able to play basketball because of my friends. Um, and what is crazy, uh, when you expose a thing, especially as a person of color, you do what your friends are able to do that you cannot do, yep. but you go because you expose yeah. Uh, to those things. Uh, it is crazy. Uh, I worked at a residential camp. Uh, I went to, in, in, in Oxford, North Carolina, which is called Camp Oak Hill, which is a Christian uh, camp. I, I went to that camp about six, seven, eight summers. I decided my senior year, my friend graduated from high school, my friends decided we were all going to work, we we're going to apply to work out at the Finley Day Camp, which is out in North Raleigh on Bailiwick Road. I applied out there and I worked out there as a counselor um, at that camp. And um, Prior to that, I went to college. I, at the college, I, I worked in Winston-Salem for about three and a half years. As a, I called it as a, as a social worker. I called myself a street social worker then. Uh, and then I came back and moved back to Raleigh uh, in 97. And I worked um, in corporate for a while. Then I worked for the Wake County Sheriff's Department. But I always had connections with people. Did you? Yeah. And then I had- I work at the Sheriff's Office now. What would yeah. you do at the Sheriff's I, Office? I, well, you know, it's crazy. One of my best friends was uh, great friends with, uh, you know, a funny story real quickly about that. I interviewed, so my best friend's dad was great friends with Sheriff John Baker, God rest his soul. And it is funny because he had his front line, when I was interviewing, I went in there and it was, I mean, he's a big guy. He's he's a huge, he was a huge guy. So when I was interviewing, um, the phone rings and it's his wife calling, doing my interview. She's talking about, what do you want for dinner? This is, this is a true story. I was sitting there, I am nervous as you know what. And I sat there and said, what? So he, he holds on, he said, hey, son, would you like to come eat dinner with my, my wife and I tonight? And what was I supposed to say? No, I, I don't want to. I said, absolutely. 
So we interviewed, I never went to dinner anyway, but anyway, he invited me. So we finished the interview. This is a true, this is this is crazy, a true story. At the end of you, I always want to add, at the end of the interview, I said, Sheriff Baker, can I ask you a question? He said, yes, sir. Because he knew my grandmother and them and knew my, some of my family, but I went to, the interview was about three hours long. Oh, Lord. I, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, are you a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated? He said, yes, sir. I said, so am I. He said, son, why come you didn't let me know? Well, you got this? the job. <laughs> he, said, he said, son, why come you didn't let me know at the beginning of the interview? He said, I get you. We wouldn't even been here for no three hours. So, Tell me you what. That's all you had to say. Now you had the job. Now, did you want this job or not? You yeah, know that's right. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I worked with him for a while. And then, you know, I was dating my mom, my daughter's mom at the time. And, you know, working with church department, if you knew people, they look at me, I'm from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. So people would see me and say, hey, I've seen you from somewhere. And I'd be like, nah, you ain't seen me. Those are people that have been locked up, right? So I said, just for the safety of her her son at the time, let me get out of this. And I shifted out of that. And I somebody told me about a job opportunity down at the Finley YMCA out of North Raleigh. Um, I applied. Um, I got the job. Uh, and I have never left. Um, I have enjoyed the why. But I think I've enjoyed the why because I am able to use my story, my journey, what I've gone through with others. Uh, I haven't forgotten from whence I come from, right? You know, I think my mom and grandma instilled those things in me. Um, but it, I, you know, it's, and this is not cliche, uh, but it's it's my purpose, right? I understand yes. my purpose. Yeah. I, under, I understand my drive, and and I and I also when I'm doing this work, I also put myself in those shoes and say, back in the days, that was that was me back in the days. Oh my lord, yes. Yeah, uh, so you know, I and and now I, I've been able to employ a lot of people of color. I've been able to empower a lot of people of color. I've been able to lead a lot of people of color. Um, I've got, I've had a third, I've, I've numerous adult volunteers uh, in the program. I now have a board of about twenty-five professional board members to help guide some strategic planning around this board. So a lot of work that I talked about was racial equity. Um, is what I'm doing. And so I was doing that 24 years ago, but just did not know it. Because now as you go through these trainings and understand the system, because mm-hmm. let me say this, because the work that I was doing at the beginning of the why, I did it wrong. Yeah, okay. Okay. I did it wrong. I okay. thought I was doing folks a favor helping them, and I wasn't. And so you got to understand, meet people where they're at, and really having a lens and asking the question, why are people poor? We focus on the fish and not the lake. What's toxic, well, what is toxic is the lake. It's not the fish. So yes, you and I can yes. you and I you and I can go in the lake and swim for a little while. Yes. And we, and we might come out and cough. That but the lake is what's toxic. We can do it well, to, get to the lake, they can't get out of it. So absolutely. how do you dismantle these systems? And, and like you said, we talk about systems, you're talking about busing, housing, affordability, uh, development. Um, we down people. I mean, I give you another example. We down people, you know. Single mom got four kids. I'm not down to women. She lazy. Well, no, she's not lazy. You know, she's on AFDC. She's on food stamps. She's on Medicaid. Well, if she go out and get a job paying 10, 12 bucks an hour, she ain't gonna have no money. So it's a system. She's not. So stop. So so stop labeling people that that way. So again, in my job now, training, truth, facts, not opinions, reading a lot, and schooling people. Oh wow! I you know, I mean. You've said so many things that just, I mean, it's like I'm a kid in a candy store right now. I mean, I'm so excited for a million things that you have said. One thing that is just a side note that you know, but for those who may be watching or for those who are catching us on the audio podcast may not know, Kendall is 
definitely a unicorn. And the reason why I say that he's a unicorn is because, so I'm from the Midwest. I relocated out here to the East Coast three years ago. I quickly found out that many people in our town are not necessarily from our town. <laughs> um, we have a lot of people that are transplants here. And so you run it, when you run into new acquaintances or whatever, pe most people, you ask them you know, for a referral. Who do you go to for this? Or where do you go for that? And they all are gonna, most nine times out of 10, they're gonna tell you the same. I'm not from here. I just moved here, you or two myself. So when you come across someone like Kendall who can say they are truly from Raleigh, they're really from this area, it is rare to find today because so many people are coming to the triangle. Um, and for those of you all not here, it's uh, this area is referred to as a triangle between Raleigh, Durham and, and Chapel Hill. But um, anyway, so that piece there. Um, but when you, I, I am so, so let me tell you this. <clears throat> I love what you're doing. The fact, what you just said about the mom, the single mom, four kids. I mean, I can hold two hands up, both feet up, elbows out, everything else. I, you know, four babies myself. Um, it's not, you know, and, and I, I'm divorced. It wasn't that I just started off just wanting to be laid up with four kids, you know, and barefoot and pregnant, right. whatever. No, right. you know, I was married, you know, married. Right. And um, and and in a in a small business owner and and you know active in the church and and active in the community and all kinds of things, um, and I can say that times got hard for me. And as you said, depending on the nature of your work or what you do, and sometimes let's just be honest now. And I'm going to say this for whoever's watching, whoever is listening, we glam we we glamorize entrepreneurship, and we make it look like it is just all that in a bag of chips. Right. It's not always like that. Sometimes you're not hitting it like you really want to. You know, sometimes it's not going like you want to. And other times you are, it's, it's going great. For the times that it was low, I had to supplement that income and go get something part-time or whatever the case may be. There have been times in my journey of being a, 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 a single mom that I've had to um, get the assistance of the YMCA. I've been on the, what we call back in Kentucky, Sorry, you guys, I need to get a little power here on the computer, on my laptop. But um, so if you see my eyes roaming, but I have had to, you know, get what they call the spirit program at the YMCA. And the spirit program back in Kentucky was where you would apply for financial assistance to allow you the opportunity to come to the YMCA at a reduced price based on your income or family size and all those things. So right. I can absolutely say that I've been the recipient, the beneficiary of some of the incredible programming that the YMCA has had to offer. And, um, and I have been that single mom that I'm glad that the Y did not label me and think, well, she's lazy. She's that. No, this mom was divorced. This mom, you know, life happened, you know? And so um, the YMCA has been an amazing place to be able to bring my children. And as you said, you were able to go to the Y with your friends and play basketball and things like that. Opportunities you may not have ever had otherwise. And I'm going to tell you guys, it's been some years ago, but when I, you know, going through my divorce or coming out of it or, or whatever the case may be, when I tell you that the YMCA was the only place I could afford to take my kids. And so literally I applied for the, the spirit membership. I think I may have paid like 30, $20, $30 a month. I had four children. And we would go on Sundays, we would go to church. And after church, 
we knew that our entertainment for the day was going to be, we, we packed up some clothes to change into after church. And I would take my kids to the Y. They would run around, they would play basketball or do whatever they were going to do. I might walk and take a few laps around the building um, on the perimeter just to get fresh air. You know, I knew they were safe on the inside. I'm walking and just getting some time alone on the outside. And the YMCA has been just amazing at being a blessing to my family and giving my kids somewhere safe and positive to go. And so with Kendall, his program, um, as you said, now here in the triangle, they call it the Lightner Achievers, the Clarence Lightner Achievers Award. I mean, a program back home in Kentucky and in other parts of the, the, uh, of the country, we call it the Black Achievers Program. Mm -hmm. It has been phenomenal with mm -hmm. providing amazing programming. So if you, wherever you are, um, if you're not familiar with the program and you have a youth, you know, a, a, someone that you think would be a great um, um, beneficiary of the program and please check it out. Um, but beyond what you do professionally, Kendall, tell us what you do. First of all, and this is what I ask my, my males because um, I'm always concerned about you guys, especially with, with recent events with mental health um, things that have been going on in the news. What do you do for you, Kendall? I know you talk about what you do for others. What do you do for you to maintain your um, physical, your your mental wellness? What do you What do you do for self care and things like that to keep you sane and keep you together? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think we get mental and physical totally different, right? I need to lose some weight personally, and I need and I work for the while. I need to be back in the gym, uh, but you know, I was asked this question. You know, we was asked a question last night with a bunch of men, and this is serious. Uh, and I'm in another organization. We was talking, and I said. Uh, one of my outs in my therapy, and now as a single dad, my daughter now is 21. So I'm an empty nester, right? And so sometimes you have to focus on you, right? You know, a lot you focus on people, you deal with people's problems, you, you know, you got family. Um, and, and I love, you know, and some of those things you, you deal with because you just, that's part of life, right? But also in order to deal with those things, you got to take care of yourself. My out is, you know, typically is music. Oh, um, yes. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, when I say I'm a DJ, I'm not a, I'm not a club DJ. I'm a, you know, old school, uh, family reunion type, but I, I love music. I'm talking back from the, I mean, from liquor house music to hip hop, R&B. Um, I'm an old school movies guy, fat Albert in the game. I watch Seven and Son all the time. I got all, I've seen every episode he's had. I got his DVDs. I watch every Wednesday night on uh, TV land. Um, Uptown Saturday night. I think some of the email I sent you yesterday. All of those things, is, and I read too, um, even to keep my mind sharp. But I, but I love you know on Fridays when I'm if I'm off, try to take Friday if I'm off. Um, I'll play my Bluetooth, and I play music. I go live on Facebook. Uh, I just I music. Get yeah, yeah. Music, and I know all kind of music. Music, beach music, you name it. I mean, but music takes me back to a place yeah. where I can reminisce and tell you what I was doing uh -huh. at that at that time. And so uh, th that is what I do. I love music, uh, I read, I love sports. Uh, those are the things that I embrace. And, and I also believe too, uh, if you hang around positive people, you'll be a positive person. You yes. hang around negativity, you're gonna be negative. I hang around positive people, uh, but I also hang around when I say, cause I'm tired of people saying all the stereotypes about black women and black men. That's the thing I'm lying. Excuse my French. Mm -hmm. There are some positive black men and black women in this world. It's all about who you hang out with. That's what your right. Character, That's right. And what, your, and what your morals and values are. So um, I keep myself entertained uh, that way. It was some great football here the last month. So I watched that. 
Uh, now uh, it's uh, NBA weekend. I'll watch some of that. Um, I'll <laughs> hang out with some of my boys on uh, on Friday and Saturday. Uh, so that's that's what I do. That's what that's my that's my out. That is what I do. Now you mentioned music on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Now you know for whatever reason, I on Fridays I think about. Um, I mean, absolutely, I love all kind. I mean, all kinds of music, all kinds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love Johnny Taylor. You know. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. So I can go from Johnny Taylor to Club Nouveau to Troop to Robert uh-huh. Glasper to, you know, some soft right. rock country. You know, then now uh-huh. it's lo-fi. Uh-huh. I've been into lo-fi since my eight-year-old introduced me uh-huh. to that. Um, love smooth jazz. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, yeah. uh-huh. and I mean, I am with you right there. Eric uh-huh. Roberson, what you talking about? Okay. And, Cheryl Lynn, what's up, Cheryl Lynn? Oh, yes, now. Got, got to be real encore. What's up? Oh my gosh, okay. encore. Okay. That's right. And now, see what you gonna do? Let me have to go and play that when we get off of here. I was saying, say, liquor house music back. If I back it up. Oh my gosh. Come on, now, come on. You know, and you say I'm that. No, I'm gonna tell you one thing that I've always wanted to do, and I just, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get better with this. When you talk about music, I mean, you, you know, you can't do music without dancing sometimes, and so. Absolutely. I need to learn how to do like the Detroit or Chicago style stepping. I don't know how to do it. I could do a two step and that's all I can do, Kendall, is a two step, you know? That's right. And so I want to learn how to do like a smooth step. It's sexy, you know? Oh my God, I want to learn. But okay, so what's on your reading list? What are you What are you reading? What do you recommend for people that's listening and watching? I'm reading a lot about... uh, reading 1619 Project. Mm, I've heard a lot um, about that. I like I like Cornell West. Um, that can, I mean I I I I'm reading these. I, I read a lot of books really around true history, uh-huh. right? And, true. And, true, and, history. Uh, true history. True mm-hmm. history. And um, the 1619 Project, and, and and really reading a lot of books around really understanding. Again, as I talked about earlier, around racism, right? Like, there's a lot of things that we would. My grandma always told me, if you want, you don't want us to learn anything, put it in a book. Well, absolutely. And and, and I think the older I've gotten, um, I I didn't like to read. I got to be honest, I didn't. I read because I was told to read. Mm-hmm. I read with my mom, my you know, you know, I had to read. But I think when you start reading about truth and facts, it sharpens your mind, and you're like, man. Damn, I was lied to. And we I was. I ain't the only one that was lied to. So when you understand the historical fact, the 1619 project got me, got got me. Um, I mean, it, it is knocking my knocking my blocks off. I read the book by Obama. Um, I read this book on running around white being into a white world, uh, understanding these type things. So I I read about three or four books at a one time, but I go through phases. Tiff, I, you know, I'll, I'll read a lot and I'll slow down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm also a processor. I, so I have to, uh, I have to process things, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but but I'm, I'm reading those type books. But I think that um, what it does in the work that I'm doing, I want to make sure that I'm speaking truth. Absolutely. You know, people, that people are creating a storyboard. Now you can always have things where you're a facilitator or a trainer. You can always ask questions to to to. to you know, give you a pain, see what people are thinking or what they thought, so what they, what they, where, where they at, where their mindset is at, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then when you start dropping facts on people, it, it, it'll blow their mind. Absolutely. Um, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm, that 1619 right now has got me, it's a thick book. 
I will probably read that book twice. Um, and I like a lot of, uh, you know, I like a lot of nonfiction, uh, autobiographies, because mm-hmm. I want to know, I mean, I it, it, you know, again, growing up, you know, my generation, uh, um, you know, Martin Luther King and, and Rosa Parks, and that's cool. Nothing against Martin that's Luther it. King. That's it. Yeah. But there's more, you know, it won't Absolutely. just be I re, you know, college, I re, I took a black literature class, uh, one of the best classes I took. I, re, I think I read eight books that semester, but I love the Malcolm X book. I love the Parton Waters by Martin Luther King. Um, and you start learning about these athletes, these politicians, these women. Um, I think that, you know, women were put in the dark back in the days, they, but now uh, they're blowing up. I mean, they, 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 they always have. Uh, Angela Davis is off the chain. Mm, uh, she, yes. was an advocate, she was an advocate back then and still being an advocate. Uh, just like the other day, I just read on the news, Whoopi Goldberg got suspended for two weeks. I saw you know what? Their ratings went down because she was gone. That's all I didn't about see money. That part, but I did see the suspension. Yeah. They said the ratings, ratings went down. Now they're back. Now she's gonna come back. It'll go up. So they take sometimes things that we do for granted. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people think, um, you know, I have to watch, you know, movies and stuff like that. I have to watch them on a Friday because I don't want to come back to work the next day angry as hell, right? Um, so you have to be in a mindset too because again, so much we lied to, and then you start looking at things and you read and you're happy, and then when you look at things. And all of a sudden, you look and you go, we're back. What, what has changed? Like, Colin Kaepernick kneeled. He lost his job. Another athlete right now won't take no test, this right here and the other, and nothing happens to them. So where do we come from? So when you start spitting facts like that, where's the grace? Where's the empathy? And also, we get punished. And others don't. And so... When you spit facts like that, you start going, and when you ask, like I, I asked the person this question, this, this is serious real quick. I was sharing a story the other day about the why, because the why's mission is about for all. And I asked this one person who was in a senior position, I said, can you tell me what you mean by all? And she said, what you mean? I said, well, just tell me what do we mean by for all, because are we really for all? Now they say we weren't, we weren't. I just want her to answer the question. You know that this woman did not speak to me for about, I said, a professional. Almost two, about a, about a month and a half. I, she wouldn't speak. She went to a training and came back and apologized. You got to. I said, I'm not. I won't mad at you. You ain't got to apologize to me. I just asked you a simple question. But I'm glad your I'm glad your lens was open. Because see, a lot of times we boxed in like this, and we don't think like that. The holistic approach. So, you know, when you when you start educating, it's, it's just like simple questions. I mean, you know, why why was this happening? Is 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 slavery still alive today? We are we just getting paid to do what we do? I don't I mean, when you ask questions like that, what things have changed? You know, <laughs> so <clears throat> there are certain conversations that um that we have to, I won't say we have to, we are expected to suppress our emotions, our feelings, um, and because they make someone else uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of, and we'll wrap this up, but, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, you have to watch certain movies on a Friday because you are still in your feelings come Saturday and you don't want to do that. You don't want to come back angry or whatnot to work the next day. Um, there are things that, 
that we have to just pretend like doesn't make us angry. We have to, we have to act like, you know, and, and it's, and it, it, it's, it's a lot sometimes, you know? And so there are certain books that like what you mentioned with the 1619 project and others, there are books, there are, there are, there are movies that, that are triggers that, um, Sometimes we, even as a, 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 a people of color, some of us just can't watch or read right now because uh, it does make you angry. You know, it, it does make you angry. And everyone's not like the person that you encountered who was able to and afforded the opportunity to later go to a training, later become more sensitive to it, later be able to come back and apologize. Some don't want to know. And for some people, ignorance is bliss. And for some people, uh, they just, they never will have that. Uh, they will never go to, maybe their job won't, re- they don't have, they're not even in a position where they need to go to the training or to open their mind. So about all of those people, they're still walking around the earth among us, you know, and, and you have to be the one, like you crazy, you have to be the one to, to keep a level head, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I think about people, you know, you think about people that say, for instance, that maybe have been molested, okay? Uh, and um, and maybe the, you know, the person, it could be young men or young woman, because young men are molested too. The, the, but the victim, whoever they are, if they were to speak their truth and then the rest of the family hushes them and says, no, don't talk about, don't talk ill of your grandfather, your uncle, it could be a female. Let's not perp- let's not say it's always a male that does it. You know, let's say your auntie did it. You know, whatever. Um, but you don't speak about that. You know, you you know you're you're not telling the truth, or we don't need to bring that back up. And what happens is when you uh, you you victim you re-victimize the victim by mm-hmm. not not allowing to call the thing a thing. You know, because of, we're protecting the perpetrator. You know, you don't want to make them uncomfortable. You don't want to call them out because they don't know how to, they don't want to own it. And so then you have to, as the victim, hold it in. And so it's just unfair. And so anyway, I am glad that you were able to receive the apology from the individual, you know. And and Tiffany, here's the thing too, you know, people always say, what? You know, we've been uncomfortable all our lives. We just didn't get uncomfortable. We've been uncomfortable all our lives. How do we adapt? It's not assimilating. We have, I don't go along to get along, but we've been uncomfortable all our lives. And then, any of you use a sports analogy. You're telling me that 70% of the athletes in the NFL are men of color. And you telling me that a black man or a man of color can't be a head coach? That tells me he can't lead black athletes? That shit sounds crazy to me. And the owner, there's not an owner who's a person of color in the NFL. That's, We're on track be, to get one. Did I see Byron Allen might be, maybe was he going to be the might, first one? Maybe. I think I might we have saw know. the other day. Yeah, but but again, my point is. Yeah, to, I understand to, what you're to, saying. Yeah, my point is, you start going, so you're telling me. Yeah. That I, hold on, I, I'm a coach. I've been coaching for years. I played in the NFL. I, I'm, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I, I've been in the office. I started from the bottom to the top. Bottom, now I'm here. And you're telling me that I can't lead players, especially men of color? Well, wait, a white man. We what about the fact that we had to sing the black national anthem for, anthem from the dang on parking lot? Child, not even inside the game. <laughs> not even inside the game. 
put them outside in the parking lot. Y'all can sing your little song out there. <laughs> a lot of times, some people go when they're complaining, here they go again. Y'all have, and listen to this, I tell people all day, you pay these athletes, right? And I think sometimes, flip side of it too, and I say we're not doing it. How do we empower others? Yeah. How do we speak above others? How do we come out of this, this uh, poverty level? Yeah. How do we come out of this stereotypes? Um, what are these sororities and fraternities and other mm-hmm. organizations mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. to impact that? Or if I'm a business owner, um, yeah, you got to make your money impact, but how do we start empowering others? How do we leverage those things to others? And so, you know, it's, you're right, it's a lot. I mean, again, it's, it's all those things that you just talked about earlier. So I just want to throw that because, again, we say, well, Kelly, you know, have you ever been uncomfortable? I'm 51. I've been uncomfortable all my life. But, I, you know, I've been able to adapt the situation. Just because I'm at this age or I'm able to do that doesn't mean I'm automatically comfortable. Or that you should have to, or that you, and I'm going to tell you, it's, you know, and I, and, and we'll wrap this up, but I will tell you, that's the reason for the head wrap today, because actually in preparation for our chat, I was going to do something to my hair. And then I didn't want to, I wanted to put my head, my scarf on. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I don't want to be unprofessional. And then I thought, girl, this is your show. And you are professional if you came out here with a tank top on, okay? You're you're Absolutely. you, and we're not a day. And so literally the decision to wear the wrap during this uh, chat was absolutely. literally because I said, oh, who, who, you're you, you know? That's and right. so, but the last thing I wanna ask you that I ask everybody mm-hmm. is what can you do on the spades table? Cause that's the most important question of this whole interview, okay? <laughs> because some okay. people, you know, some, 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 you know, they're, they're in demand to be, a, to be um, a, a, a partner. And other people about, saying, you can't be my partner. Now, what they saying uh, about you, Kendall, tell the truth. Uh, what can I say? Now, first of all, you know, it's crazy. I was playing spades with some of my boys uh, about two, three weeks ago and, and took away some money, right? Um, but I don't play with no kitty. I take the two of diamond and two of heart out. I go big joker, little joker, two of spade, ace down. If you go six books and you go another person go another team go they go four that's books made. I don't go if you make seven that's sixty one. That means if you go six you make two over that's six. You showing no mercy now. No, and then you're don't not, let me you're run. You're not playing with them. Yeah, no, and don't let me run because let me tell you when you run a Boston you shouldn't play for the next year. Shut the front door. <laughs> and, and and again you know if you say you got your partner say you got he got you got seven he said he got two that's a ten. Somebody under bid, Nathan. Somebody. Yeah, other team gonna say they're going. Man, automatic. You already know they're going bold. Because you if you definitely got seven in your hand, you probably got eight. That's right. You ain't counting on the book. So can I play spades? The question is absolutely yes. I've been playing for a long time. I can play. I played at a younger age. I can play when I'm if I'm having a cigar. I'm having a social drink in my my hand. Um, I can play these glasses on. I can play with them off. Okay. Um, but I don't play with no kitty. That ain't space. That means you cut the you cut the suit of books already. So I don't play with no kitty. And then you I got go to, to know so, what you got and play. Yeah, so I, I and go to Vegas every year. I go to, I, I go to Vegas every year for a week. So I can tell you about gambling. Uh, but it, but space play that when I'm down there. I play space all the and yeah, I play it all the time. Love space. Oh my gosh. I love space. Uh, I never learned uh tonk. I never learned gin rummy. Um, like but um 
But love I love some spades. I love yeah. now now Uno take too long. I don't got the patience. People love Uno. I can't. I just I don't have the patience for all that. And at least you know draw for. I just I don't I can't do all that. But another anyway, good game was phase ten's a good game, and that was invented by an African American. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know that, but I should have the way we play it. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> we it's a good play, game. It's an international black folk game. So I should have okay. known. But okay. uh, now, as we leave, okay. do you have any words of wisdom, a, a, a quotation you want to leave us with, something, a thought to ponder, a, a tip you want to give us, a, something you want us to do as a result of what you've said today? What do you want to leave us with, Kendall? Well, Chip, first of all, thanks for having me. I think one, and asking me to be a part of this. I think. The only thing I would say is one, never forget where you come. I mean, it's just cliche, right? I mean, I think one, don't forget where you come from. Mm -hmm. Always be reminded of who you are. That's right. And stay and stay centered. Because if you stay centered, it's like driving. You ducking and dodging. If you stay in your lane, you can see clearly. But if you mm -hmm. ducking and dodging, you're gonna cause some accidents. That's right. Um, I, I would say always want to be educated. Um, always want to listen. I, I love talking to my my two of my oldest mentors older men and one woman three of them i like going to talk i like talking to them whether it's two three hours i take nuggets away every time because their journey was different they're truthful they're honest they were entrepreneurs they had to work to where they got from so i i at my age i i love to continue to learn because i want to be the best male best leader best father best brother that i possibly can and i'm not perfect but I guess I said it earlier, so I, I, I enjoy hanging around positive people. I don't have time. I don't have time to deal because negative energy will pull you down. Well, I, I, and I said, you know, and, and here's my, you know, Tiffany, if you want my quote, here's my quote. Everybody who smiles and grin ain't your friend. That's it. Period. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Y'all heard it. <laughs> you it. guys. Um, Kendall, let us know how we can find you, follow you, support you, or, or whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Let them know some websites or links to follow or whatnot. Yeah, I think one, if you if you if you if you if you teen middle school or high school uh, student is interested in the uh, the Light and Wild Cheetos program, you can go to uh, www.ymcatriangle.org. That's www.ymcatriangle.org. Um, you can find information from there, uh, or you can email me at Kendall, that's K-E-N-D-A-L-L dot Harris at Y-M-C-A triangle.org. So that's Kendall, K-E-N-D as in dog, A-L-L dot Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S at Y-M-C-A triangle.org. We're always looking for um, adult volunteers um, that, are, that, that, are, that, are, that are have purpose-driven, mission-driven, uh, want to do things the right way. We want teens to be in the program because they want to be, not because you asked them to be. Uh, we want to challenge him or her. We want them to be the best. And I think it's an opportunity for adults to learn from young folks too, because the world is changing. And one thing I've learned is that we think that sometimes we know the answers as adults, and we think we're good at what we do, at, at what we do. And we might be, but we're missing a track when we start some of these young people, because their stories and their journeys are totally different than ours. Mm -hmm. So that's how you can reach me. 
I'm so excited. Thank you again for uh, being here. I mean, I have really enjoyed this conversation. And you guys who may be listening or for those who may be watching, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm so excited. I hope that you give Kendall a shout out and, and reach out to him in whatever way you can and, and provide whatever service or lend a hand if you can. Um, and then again, if you are looking to tell your story, through uh, a podcast or writing a book or teaching something you know or whatever it is your journey might be. Um, of course, hit me up as well. So that's organizedenergy.co. Um, again, I thank you so much. And until the next time, I hope that you are blessed, blessed and more blessed. All right, bye-bye. It is awesome to listen to my show. But wouldn't it be amazing if you could launch your very own? Go from listening to launching when you pick up my new book called Is This Thing On? The Super Simple Guide to Planning, Launching, and Scaling Your Podcast. And of course, it was written by a podcaster for new and aspiring podcasters. Think of it as business strategy meets podcasting 101. So yeah, anyone can launch a podcast. That's the easy part. But not everyone understands the business and brand strategy behind operating a podcast. Be it if you're doing it just for yourself and for pleasure as a hobby, or if you're doing it to get more eyes on your brand. Either way, this book, this project is for you. Visit organizedenergy.co slash shop. Again, organizedenergy.co backslash shop. I've got some goodies for you. I want you to visit organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. Organizedenergy.co slash spill the tea. I have curated a list of some of the favorite tools and resources that I use as I operate my business that have been amazing for me. They have helped me to save time. They have helped me to build my team. They have helped me to stay connected with my people. And I absolutely love so many of these tools. I wanna share them with you and it's free to download. So again, go to Organized Energy dot co slash spill the tea so that I can help you get started working smarter and not harder. Again, and as always, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you shared your time with me. That's number one. Number two, I always tell you guys as I close out my show that I love you. I remind you that God loves you. And I want you to make sure that you love you, okay? I love you. God loves you. I want to make sure that you love you. Now, if you enjoyed this show and what you heard today, I ask that you do me a favor as my bestie. Would you please go over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and um, wherever else you listen that has the opportunity for you to rate and review. I would love for you to rate the show and to leave a meaningful review. I wanna make sure that you also have subscribed to the show. 
and that you will share it with someone that you think would really enjoy it like you do. Okay, I truly appreciate you. I really do love you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again on the next episode. Have the absolute best week ever.